Well, welcome, listeners. I'm happy to have you here with the Coffee with the Health Commissioner. I'm Krista Wasowski, Health Commissioner for the Medina County Health Department. And today I am joined by Kathy McAvoy, one of our health department nurses, um, someone who works in a program that I'm really excited for our listeners to hear about. It's one of those, another one of those hidden gems of our health department. So welcome, Kathy. Thank you very much. So the program that we want to talk about today, it's called Children with Medical Handicaps Program, but it used to be called something else. It used to be called the Bureau with Children with um, Medical Handicaps. The people would call it BCMH. Now it's CMH. So I like my families to know that it still um, kind of can be known by either because if you get somebody that you're dealing with that's been around for a long time, they may still call it BCMH, where somebody new that's trying to help you, they won't know what you're talking about. So BCMH, but typically now it's Children with Medical Handicaps Program, CMH. Okay. I know internally we kind of call it both. Exactly. <laughs> Some of us have been used to calling it BCMH for so long. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about who this program serves. The program serves children in Ohio. Um, it used to be birth to 21, and we just got um, notification this week that it is now going to take it to children um, through the age of 22, and supposedly next year it will go through age 23. Um, there's any amount of people that would have a reason to use the program. Mm -hmm. Because some conditions are, are, are it, it's, a li it's a lifelong, you may need that intervention for longer. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Some of the children with special health care mm -hmm. needs, they, they will have that condition for the, you know, the rest mm -hmm. of their life. A child with C cerebral palsy will have that, um, someone that's diagnosed with diabetes. So there are a lot of conditions that can go okay. lifelong. Tell me some of, tell me some of, you mentioned a couple of them. Tell me, I know there's many, mm -hmm. um, but what are some of the, mo the more common conditions that we, um, for children that you serve in this program? One thing I, I'd like to mention is because it says children with medical handicaps, I think there's a lot of um, conditions that somebody might not think, well, I don't need that program. Mm -hmm. My child isn't handicapped. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of medical conditions too, chronic medical conditions. So we have quite a few children with um, diabetes on our caseload. Um, I was very surprised when I started doing the program that there's so many children with Crohn's disease. So that's another one. Um, children with cerebral palsy, like I had mentioned. Um, sometimes we get um, children that come through that um, are diagnosed with some cancer conditions, um, ju juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, um, hearing concerns, um, um, hearing loss, a lot of cardiac conditions we'll get, scoliosis, like an orthopedic condition. Um, we get babies that are born with cleft and palate, and they'll have issues, you know, with orthodontia work all the way up into their, their 20s. Um, cystic fibrosis, seizure disorders. So there's there's many, many, many okay. questions. So tell me what the program does, or why a parent would would want to contact us to um, become enrolled or see if they're eligible for the program. So it's not insurance. They kind of like to think of it as more like a safety net program that sits kind of underneath and can help families that have private insurance. It also can help families that have. Um, Medicaid, but what it will do is it'll link you to a public health nurse that can then help you find providers. It can help pay your co-pays and your deductibles. Um, it's just a very beneficial program for families. It can link you the public health nurses in local communities, know the resources in the community so that, you know, they can um, kind of help you and find other services that you might need to help your family. Okay. 
So how does someone become how does someone become eligible? Because there's there's kind of two different parts. If I'm not mistaken, there's yep. the kind of diagnostics and then like the treatment side. That is, there there are so, two parts to the program. So I'll talk about the diagnostic part of the program first. So it kind of does what it sounds like. It's to kind of diagnose or rule out um, some type of like a medical condition that a child might have, and that program um, it runs for like a nine month period of time. So if someone knows about our program, they can call the public health nurse and we can start an application for you. Or sometimes the providers themselves or a social worker at the hospital will all get that, that started. Um, sometimes, you know, you might hear word of mouth from a friend about the program. It was helpful. So if you can hook up with the public health nurse at, at your local health department, they can really be very helpful in explaining it. Would you like me to tell you more about the diagnostic program? Yeah, so so it, for some things, it's it may be more apparent that that the child needs to have a maybe a surgery or, or needs mm-hmm. to have um, um, something happen. Um, but some but for some diagnoses, it's it's more it's kind of an underlying. You're not sure right. exactly and, what's happening, and that's. That's really where, if, if you know about this program, it, it can be very useful with the diagnostic because, again, like I said, we're trying to maybe potentially rule out something. So hopefully the child won't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, you know, start even with your, like, um, primary care physician, your PCP, um, they, if some of them are CMH providers too, but if they're going to send you to a specialist, that sh- would be the, a clue to potentially, like, link you into contact someone because anytime you go to see a specialist um, you know we can do that diagnostic application they typically do a diagnostic kind of thinking of it as per one per body system in a mm-hmm. lifetime now sometimes you know neurology wise you might have a different condition down the road and you could get another one again but um, you know you have to use children with medical handicap um, providers I like to tell families that most of your specialists um, in our area like the Akron Children's Hospital UH Hospital Metro Cleveland Clinic most of the pediatric providers are CMH providers but you, that's where you'd need to be a little bit careful because some of them aren't and if you would see that one then we would not be able to help you with with that so that's why a, a phone call over here to the health department at the beginning would be helpful um, to have a conversation with one of the public health nurses that does this program to kind of help maybe help a family understand what they may be eligible for or what this program might be able to do to help them. Exactly. In an ideal world, like if you knew ahead of time, we mm-hmm. could look and check and make sure that they're, you know, a provider on your insurance and then on the CMH program, you have up to 60 days after you see a specialist. So if for some reason somebody, a friend mentioned, oh, we use this program when we went to see, that'd be another time. Call us then because we could get the application done and, and get it into to CMH, you know, at that, at that time. Now, Kathy, are there financial guidelines for eligibility for the program? For the diagnostic program, there there are not financial um, qualifications. So anyone can use that program. And again, it'll help with seeing specialists. And if you see one specialist that leads to another specialist, as long as they're a CMH provider, it will cover you, you know, for that. It'll cover the diagnostic testing. You know, we'd all hate to think that somebody might put off um, getting their child to a specialist because, you know, maybe money was tight that month, we'll wait another month. That's kind of one of the reasons why this program is here. Um, so, there, you know, if you follow all the rules, it'll pick up all the copays and deductibles. So there should be no out of cost to figure out if their child has that condition. 
Now, when we get to the treatment program, which is different than the diagnostic program, there is a financial eligibility for that. Okay. And so, and that's something that the the public health nurse could explain and work with work with the family on. Sure, uh, the, we could do that. Um, one of the biggest questions people will ask me is, "Well, I probably make too much money. What how amount? What money do you need to make?" And really, what I would say to people is, there's not a specific formula. I mean, well, there is a specific formula. I should say that the state has, but I can't give you a number. Well, if you make this much money, and what I tell families is, I could have two families side by side, the family that makes more money might qualify than the other one because they take a lot of um, things into consideration. They take into account the size of your family. They'll subtract what you pay for health insurance. If you're working or going to school um, at the, at, and, and paying for childcare costs, they subtract that. So there's a lot of ways that um, you know they can get that income down. And then if even after that, they still say you're over income. They have a cost share program. So the cost share program, they would give you a figure, and you have a 24-month window to use out-of-pocket expenses for everybody in your family, not just the child with the special health care needs. So I've had people that meet a $13,000 over income cost share because they had a lot of out-of-pocket expenses. So if you don't mind doing the paperwork, the public health nurse like myself can guide you through that. And, you know, we'll see where you come out, and you may be able to make it. And then you have the program for a year. So it sounds like people, please don't assume that, that this is something not el- that you're not eligible for because there's a lot of other considerations to it. So. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is, you know, your financial situation could change. So, you know, when you started this, this journey, you know, maybe you were both working, then something happens and only one person's working. Mm-hmm. You know, we can come back in and look at that income at, at like that point in time. And, you know, you might then be eligible. So, Kathy, what, you know, you'd mentioned, you'd mentioned that sometimes circumstances change. And certainly if, a, if you have a, a child in your family who's very ill, you may, you may go to a one, one parent or one, one um, individual adult working in the home. Um, what if somebody um, has to move? What if they become eligible by working with the Medina Health Department and our nurses here, and then they, they need to move? They need to move into another county or another area of the state. Mm-hmm. Are they still eligible in the program? Yes, they're still eligible. Um, every county has like a health department. There's some counties that actually have like a couple, but we would be able to kind of connect you with like um, the number for the public health nurse. A lot of times we can contact that public health nurse in another county just to let them kind of know the history um, and, and, and pass you on to them so that that would still work. Now, one thing we don't cover is we don't cover like if you went for treatment like out of state or if you moved out of state, but if you still had you know, providers here, it could cover like those. Okay. So if somebody's listening today and they think, oh gosh, I know somebody who might be eligible for that program, how would they, how would they contact the health department or how would they contact the public health nurse to see about that eligibility? Well, they could call our main number. Um, A lot of times, you know, I give out my direct line. I, I work with the program most of the time. So that would be a way just ask to speak with a public health nurse about the Children with Medical Handicaps program. And then that, you know, could certainly um, get you in contact with the person that you need. Okay. So if you're a listener today, you can call the main health department line. That's 330-723-9688 and use option two. That will get you back to community health and get you in touch with one of those nurses. 
Kathy, there's so I know there's so much to this program. Are there things that I didn't ask you about that you want to make sure that the listeners know about the program? I'd like to touch base just a little bit on the treatment program. We didn't really talk about sure. that as much. Um, so th there's kind of three qualifications to get onto the treatment program. Once you've had that diagnostic and now you do have a condition, it needs to be medically eligible. You'd need to see your managing physician once a year. That's with the CMH provider that's going to manage the program. And then you need to be financially eligible. What the treatment program gives you that the um, diagnostic didn't is then it goes like further. And if you needed surgeries, it could include that. If you needed um, medications, um, it could, you know, um, cover the medications, therapies. So all the, the services that would be in the packet for that, um, you know, with your with your condition would then be listed on, on a paper. The um, public health nurse then can make a home visit. I think those are some of the um, best home visits to make initially when you get on that treatment program so you can go over line by line all the services that are listed yeah. so that you know how to use it so that you'll be able to get things reimbursed. Um, and when a public health nurse makes a home visit, then they also can see what other kind of um, services or supports mm -hmm. that you might need and then we can be a resource for resources in the in the community if it's a child like birth to three we could hook them up with early intervention we can hook them up with the medina county board of dd so there's a lot of ways that you know we we know things that are happening in this um, community that can help you yeah. i'll tell you public health nurses are a wealth of information there you guys are great connectors in the community between individuals and programs, agencies, church, everybody. Um, you're really out there and you know a lot about what's happening in the community. Yes, so thank you very much. We, we enjoy what we do. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today with uh, Coffee with the Health Commissioner. Kathy, it was always delightful to see you. Thank you so much for sharing with everyone about the program that you work in. Thank you so much. Medina County Coffee with the Health Commissioner can be found on Amazon Music, Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app.